there is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the Twilight Zone. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Twilight Highlight Zone. I'm your host, Jeff Cork, joined today by my friend, Ben Hansen. Are we still doing this? We are still doing this. This and will never end. This being a, another five-episode block where we watch episodes of the Twilight Zone, discuss them, share our thoughts, feelings, and score them so yeah. that everything is quantified, you know, because you have to do that. Uh, so, we're, yeah, we're doing season two right now. We're kind of nearing the home stretch, I would say. Are we? I don't even know what episode number this I, is. I think there are 10 episodes left. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're getting close. All right. So I, can, I can feel it. First episode in this five-episode block, A Penny for Your Thoughts. Interesting name. Yeah. So Dick York goes to the, buy a newspaper from a vendor, uh, flips the quarter in the box, lands on its edge. Suddenly, the guy realizes he's able to hear people's thoughts. He goes back to his job as a banker. He hears about an embezzlement scheme, some kind of bank fraud. Uh, hears thoughts basically about this old guy who's going to rob the bank. Uh, realizes hearing people's thoughts isn't all it's cracked up to be. And that's basically the moral of the story. And uh, the, the quarter gets knocked over at the end and he loses that ability. So the entire episode is about yes. that quarter standing on ed, edge. Mm -hmm. And when it tips over in the end, yes, it's all gone. Yes. And he had no idea. He just went back to buy the afternoon paper, which mm -hmm. I guess is a thing. Is that a thing? Yeah, it used to be that like larger cities would have like an AM and a PM edition for uh -huh. the paper. And then that kind of they, they went to either or as time went by. But yeah, this was in an era there was so much news. Wow. Yeah, the and world was going by so fast. And this guy needed it. And yeah. he was walking out of the office with uh, a lady that he worked with, mm -hmm. not not a real beauty. She's fine looking. I thought she was cute. Yeah, she's like a, an average office mate. Yeah. And he just realized like, oh, actually, yeah, I do get along really well with this lady. And so mm -hmm. they were leaving together and then he knocked over the quarter and immediately lost all his abilities. Well, let's back up a little bit. He oh, realized yeah. that he did get along with this lady because he could invade her thoughts and hear, hear her like, why won't he ever like ask me out? Or when That's is he going to... That's all she thought about, yeah. was him. And it was like that weird Wonder Years kind of thing where they would emote without making sound so you could hear the voiceover in their minds. Right, you know? right. But it was just this really awkward like... <laughs> if you remove the thoughts, it would just be an episode of people staring at each other yeah, awkwardly. Exactly. Which was super weird because when I was watching this, my roommate was watching The Good and Bad, The Ugly in the uh -huh. other room. So I just had the soundtrack of The Good and Bad, The Ugly <laughs> underneath this episode of people staring at each other. It was the most surreal experience. Yeah. So this guy worked at a bank and he kind of, he, he was spineless. Um, and By the, the, you mentioned his name, but he is the same actor that was in uh, Purple Testament. Yes, and exactly. From Bewitched. Darren from Bewitched, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, the first thing when he realizes he can hear people's thoughts is uh, um, this guy's got to come in for a big loan. Well, he first he hears his boss is having an affair, and he's oh, yeah. he's hot to trot. He doesn't really react that strongly. There's not really a scene where he's going, oh, my God, what, what are all these things? Like, yeah. it plays it so subtle, you don't know how comfortable he is with it. Yeah, he seems kind of like a like a dingbat a little bit. A little bit, bit like know? a dingbat. There is a, yeah. there's a great joke early on, though, when he's listening to everybody's thoughts, mm -hmm. and then there's some dumb blonde looking at like a uh, dollar bill, and yeah. he goes up to her, and he can't hear anything. Yeah, exactly. That, that was, actually made me laugh. That was cute. Yeah. Yeah. But the yeah the one guy comes in to get a loan, and 
he hears that the guy's going to be going to the track with the yeah. money and he's going to bet it all and everything. So he kind of tells his boss, hey, he's going to he's going to try to pull some kind of scam and then stops it all. And the big realization is he hears this old guy thinking about he's going to at the end of his shift. He always goes into the vault and this time he's going to show them all. He's going to put the money in the briefcase and walk away and get a where's he going to buy a ticket to? Florida or Guatemala Belize or something. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were looking at Twitter, probably. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really paying attention. Exactly. I, but, did like, I did like that the old guy was named Mr. Smithers. Mr. Smithers. Much like Percival Smithers yes. from Night of the Meek. Yeah, a lot of Smithers. Yeah, grudge against the here. Smither family. Yeah. But anyway, he knows, you know, our, our mind-reading hero knows that this is going to happen, so he alerts the everybody, and they call him out on it, and the guy opens his briefcase, and it's empty, and as it turns out, like the kind of twist, I guess, if there is one, is this guy just daydreams a lot. And right. he's like, haven't you ever thought of like having a dream like that? And our hero is empowered, so he asks for a raise, a promotion. He wants the office, and he wants Smithers to get a ticket to his fantasy location, and he gets the girl. It's, it's a very sweet episode. The girl, yes, which he also won the affection of because earlier on there was a creepo in the office, and he was like touching her back do you remember this and yeah. he said oh, all the sweet prim types revert to the jungle in the bedroom sweet prim types yeah and so our hero takes a glass of water and pours it on that guy's head yeah cool off mister this episode was weird to me because like the main character maybe it's just from watching too much bewitched but he has like a super comedic face he really does a lot of but, but the episode takes. didn't really play up the comedy that much there's another like weird mix mismatched tone mm -hmm. kind of like that one with the camera where it's like i think they're going for comedy but like the soundtrack doesn't hit it and the directing doesn't really hit it yeah well then there was that blonde joke that you pointed out yeah that was good and then yeah. when he kind of finds out that he can read people's thoughts um like with the boss having the affair you could kind of see that his mind is working and it's kind of funny but yeah, yeah they're yeah, it's 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 never really great. Uh, and also, like, he just acts so bummed out at the idea of hearing other people's thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a couple of like, little pranks like that. But he's he has a line where he's like, oh, gee, it's like you don't really like it. It's like seeing everybody with their clothes off. Oh, brother. This is like the biggest <laughs> nuisance to him. Was it like a proximity thing? Where do, how did you feel like this power works? Because at first everyone was like bumping into him. And that was how yeah. he was able to hear their thoughts. Yeah, I don't know how it worked. It, it was weird to me how slow people would talk. I'm always confused about that because I feel mm -hmm. like I think at a much faster clip than I could speak. Yeah. I understand it's TV, but it'd be fun to hear a TV show or some sort of like video try to capture how a person actually thinks and what that would sound like. I think it would just be such a cluster. Wouldn't be pleasant. No, no. So I'm glad they took the slower approach, but yeah. it just makes you believe that everybody in this episode is really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it would be like that core uh, in in Portal Two, one who wants to go to space. I think that's <laughs> exactly. ultimately what it would yes, sound that like. Yeah, that's probably the closest to somebody's actual mind. Yeah, uh, but then in the end of the episode, when he doesn't have the powers anymore, he just runs around and starts grabbing people on the street by the shoulders and just like staring in their eyes. Yeah, and they're all surprisingly cool with it. Just a stranger grabbing them on the street. There was one guy that I was certain was going to slug him, <laughs> but did not. So yeah. it worked out. Not even that prim type really cared. Yeah. Tiger in the bedroom. <laughs> Meow. Uh, I ended up giving this one a five. Really? Yeah. I was a little higher on this one. I gave it a seven. Wow. What, what pushed it up for you? Uh, I, I, I like the concept. I thought it was fun. And I remember like, um, I thought the performances were pretty good. And uh, yeah, it didn't really have a, like, I, I mentioned like a twist, but there wasn't like a huge 
shocker of a moment. I just thought it was like generally pleasant, fun episode. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Next episode is called 22. Uh, this one starts out with a bang. <laughs> it's first reaction is it's super ugly because it's shot on tape again, like some of the episodes in the second season. Yeah. Here. But once you get past that, you realize that it starts out with a really scary scene where a lady's wandering around a hospital and she goes downstairs to the morgue and then a nurse comes out of the morgue and says, room for one more, honey. Mm-hmm. And then she screams and runs away and you realize that she is in a hospital and she has this recurring nightmare of being invited into the morgue, which is room number 22 in the hospital. Yeah. And she cannot avoid it. She finally gets out of the hospital and then she's trying to take a flight and it's flight number 22. Mm-hmm. And then she tries to get on it and then she cancels or changes her mind when she sees that the flight attendant looks just like the nurse from her dream. Mm-hmm. So she runs away from the airplane. The plane tries to take off and it explodes and she watches it explode. Yes. So the entire her entire dream was trying to warn her not to get on this airplane that blows up. Yeah. And that's it. And yeah. then you go back and fill it in and there is a super creepy doctor who's trying to get in her pants because she's a stripper. Oh, yeah. They make it clear and... He's a, he's a super weird guy. Like his opening scene, he walks in and he says something along the lines of like, oh, if I were a younger intern at this hospital, boy, look out. Boy, would I face sanctions by the <laughs> advisory board. <laughs> she has a manager that comes in and he keeps referring to her as a stripper. And she's like, dancer, dancer. She's a dancer. Yeah, she's got one of those. What, do you, what is that voice? I don't know. I think it's like uh, gangster mall voice isn't it yeah but like is Charlie. it yeah it's yeah. it's like how harley quinn sounds i don't know how you describe that accent yeah but it's it's a little bit annoying dancer <laughs> dancer the dancer accent yeah yeah but uh when i was watching this episode it starts out with such that freaky tone of her wandering around towards Ugh. the morgue my first thought was i hope jeff cork isn't watching this with his kid no i did not watch this okay. with my kid good yeah this one, um, as soon as I heard the room for one more, honey, yeah, it was a story that I had heard before, like an urban legend. I think that's fairly recognizable. Really, but this one that I've heard before was the gimmick is uh, it's an elevator, and the person gets on the elevator, and they're told room for one more, and the person declines, and then the elevator like plummets down the shaft, and everyone on it's killed. So I was like curious about how that was going to work because I didn't see her. Like, I didn't know there were 22 floors in this building or that as a Weird. stripper, she'd go to a skyscraper or anything. So the fact that it was a flight was like, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was clever. And the special effects weren't bad with the plane bursting into flames. Oh, it just immediately like fell apart in flames. It wasn't even, it didn't have a second to like retract its landing gear. <laughs> <laughs> the confusing part to me was when she ran away from the plane and chose uh-huh. not to get on it, it had a close up of the flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Of her face. Oh, and she looked like she was really into it. Because she always had that really creepy smile. Yeah, and she gives she gave this weird look. And I don't know if it was just bad direction yeah. or they really wanted to play up the fact that she needed to have this uh-huh. expression as the nurse or if they're implying that she's the one that blew up the plane. Yeah. Am I reading too much into that? I don't know. I, I had the same reaction. Yeah, what's going on there? It really stands out. Yeah. And, uh, it, there's a lot of questions at the end of this one. Well, one of the interesting things about it, too, is that her sequence of, like, the nightmare sequence always began with her dropping a glass, That's right? right, yeah. And when she's at the airport, she bumps into a lady who's holding a vase, mm-hmm. and that breaks. So it's like a very similar thing. 
But that was her the, first clue. Yeah. Right. But the person who drops the vase just kind of gives her like a quick glance and it's like, eh, business as usual. Just a <laughs> airport vase. I didn't really care all that much about it anyway. You know, didn't the lady did not speak at all. Like, yeah. Hey, what's what's the big idea, lady? Or I wanted that vase. Hey, on the last trip I went on, yeah. they did this weird thing where they had us go through the same security lines as always, except we didn't have to do anything. We didn't have to take off our shoes. We didn't have to take anything out of our pockets. Yeah. We didn't have to like take our laptops out of our bags. We left our shoes on, just everything. They're like, oh, just go for it. I'm like, uh, should just I Just go for it? Yeah. I'm like, should I remove my belt? They're like, no, no, no. We're trying something different this time. Just go for it. And so I just went through and it took a fraction of the time and they never said a word about Was it. Was it like an experiment? Hey, is it faster to do it this way? Turns yeah. out, yes. yes. It's way faster. And then they're going to realize, oh, that's right. There's a reason we're doing it. <laughs> Flight 22 is the Flight reason. Flight 22, exactly. Yeah, it was, it was the strangest thing. Yeah, this was a really creepy episode. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Like the the doctor, when she kind of like told the doctor uh, when she was able to get his her hands off of her um, <laughs> about the nightmare specifically, he was like, tell he, he told the nurse like, oh, that's really weird. How does she know about the morgue? And, you know, and being in the basement and room 22 and stuff like that. Yeah, she knew it was room 22. Yeah, and yeah. then she's like, well... He's like, well, bring up the nurse. The mo- She's the only one who works in the morgue. And then yeah. the person comes. And um, for a second, I thought it was her because <laughs> she did, they didn't find someone who looked completely different from the person from the, night, the and, nightmare. Yeah, and the tape conversion is so crappy. Yeah, yeah. Really so I was like, uh, yeah, this is exactly as she described. And <laughs> she's the worst witness to a yeah. crime. That's her, ma'am. The, the real nurse kind of reminded me of Maya the cat girl from that. Oh, my God. And there was like a like a. Stuffed cat in the episode too, wasn't there? She had or a some... she had a clown doll. Yeah, in her bed with her. Yeah. Oh, is that what that was? Okay. Yeah, I didn't like this episode as much as you did. I I thought it was spooky. Yeah. But all in all, I ended up giving it a five. Wow, I am really high on this block. Apparently, I gave it an eight. Holy cow! I thought it was really unsettling, and that's a word I use a lot on this podcast. And for me, that gets points because I like being unsettled. <laughs> Yeah. All right, next one, man. Next one, Odyssey of Flight 33. Uh, this plane does not explode, but instead something far creepier happens, kind of. A bunch of guys are in the cockpit of an airplane, and they're flying. Suddenly, the pilot hears some weird sounds. They can't figure out what's going on. The, something's wrong with the speed. It's inconsistent. They look out the window and see a dinosaur. <laughs> They realize that apparently it broke the speed of sound or something, and it's caused a problem. So they, in turn, try to replicate the thing like by breaking the sound barrier again. They do look out the window to land at New York, and it is indeed New York, but it's during the World's Fair some 30 years earlier. And then it ends with them saying, if you hear an airplane, it could be Flight 33 looking for its way home shoot up a flare rod sterling suggests jesus <laughs> so everybody go outside and shoot at flares at the nearest yeah. airplane so just the, in case they've seen a dinosaur i guess the, the first thing that struck me about this episode is there are a lot of dudes on this in this cockpit it was <laughs> packed and then the flight attendants coming in and flirting with all of them just having a good old time guys smoking yeah there, but, it was it was a good crew and the pilot in this episode is the best, like, the model pilot. Oh, yeah. Just the most relaxed, confident guy you can imagine. Well, it seems to be relaxed in this airplane because it is dead silent. (laughs) (laughs) It's the quietest plane of all time. They did a good job with the lighting, though. Like, they moved the lights around to make it look like these guys were flying. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it was completely silent. Yeah. Except for the lady blabbering in the back about her 
friend's liver or something. Yeah, she was talking to this this guy, and I thought that was going to go somewhere. It went absolutely nowhere. She's talking to like this military guy, this yeah. British dude. Yeah, they're both on the airplane, and you see them in, in like probably a 45 second, a minute long exchange where this lady is just, like you said, blabbering this guy's ear off about. Yeah. And then she interrupts herself and says, oh, what did you say you did in the service? And he says, oh, I have a nephew who did that, blah, 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 blah. And that's it. You did. You don't hear anything about them again. Yeah, and then the majority of the time is spent with the captain trying to figure out what he should let the crew know. It's a lot yeah. of like everything's just fine. We're in some rough patches, but now we're totally cool. Everything. Meanwhile, okay. there's just a dinosaur gnawing they look out on the, the window. Edge of the plane. Yeah, and it's, I guess uh, they shot that dinosaur scene. There was a movie in production at the time about dinosaurs, and so mm-hmm. they just picked up that shot from that set. <laughs> It was quick. it was super corny, but at the same time, kind of cool. Yeah, King Kong era. Yeah, maybe it was they like, went back to the '30s and got the filming uh, of King Kong. I don't yeah, know, but it, it didn't look be. great. But still, also it was funny to see that dinosaur because like it was the angle was so low. Mm-hmm. It was the equivalent of them flying like 20 feet above the ground and going like 30 miles an hour. Yeah, like that's how they showed the dinosaur looking at them. Yeah, if if the dinosaur contorted. They could have given him like a high five with the wing. <laughs> also, in the 60s, did they not know about like tectonic plates and Pangea and the whole thing? Because like they made it clear that like, oh, Manhattan looks the same. Yeah. There's just no city, but everything looks identical outside of that. Oh, wait, there's a dinosaur. We're back in time. Yeah, I think they were probably more focused on the time travel aspect than Pangea. <laughs> okay, trying to figure out that. Time. Yeah. Also, well, they, they had one guy who's that was his job was being in charge of maps. So put that on him. If he maybe he didn't study like geology. Yeah, there's the other guy in charge of time recognizing the era of buildings outside. Yeah, exactly. He's got like a stopwatch next to an hourglass. Just <laughs> looking darting between both. There's a lot of cool technical plane talk in this episode that mm-hmm. I appreciated. Like uh there was a lot of figuring out the ground speed versus the plane speed. Yep. And kind of like the image that I had was it was kind of like a, a jet stream that was just moving mm-hmm. really, really fast. And so that's what they were like kind of diving in and out yeah. of. And so the plane wasn't breaking apart because it was going at the same speed it always does, just that the ground was whipping around. And mm-hmm. I guess it's like a Superman effect. And right. the Earth just went back in time because of that. Yeah. Very confusing. Very confusing. And then when they saw the World's Fair, that must have made quite an impact on everyone because they immediately knew what it was. Oh, it's the World's Fair from 1933. <laughs> Look <laughs> exactly. at that. Of course. Yeah. And at that point, though, I would have wanted to continue that conversation about dinosaurs a little more. Like, really did you see that, that dinosaur? Guys, that was kind of a weird deal. It is, when they went back and they were in the 30s then, yeah. there was a fun exchange with them talking to the guy on the ground, like, ah, permission to land, I don't know what this jet is you're speaking yeah. of, or this radar, but go ahead and land here. Mm-hmm. And they were very much like, hey, is this some kind of prank? What's the yeah. deal? I think they should have been a little more suspicious about this guy not understanding the era they're from when they just saw a dinosaur outside <laughs> the wing. They just glossed over that whole fact. I'm Hitler. <laughs> Isn't it when the dinosaur looked at the camera and said, I'm Hitler. <laughs> exactly. That was Hitler's source. <laughs> just seeing the dinosaur was so silly that it made it hard to take the rest of it seriously. <laughs> but that ending is so hopeless where they're just like, okay, obviously... This is not good enough. Like, we can't just land and cut our losses. We've traveled millions of miles, but they're that's... Ru- they're running out of gas. Or years, rather. Yeah. yeah, they had, like... We're running on fumes when they yeah. were, did the maneuver again to get in the 30s. Yeah. So they're they're just going to 
just keep trying with no gas? I would absolutely land in the 30s, just call it a life. It's either that or oh, go back yeah. in, have the plane explode, run out of gas, or end up in like the year 10,000, where it's just like the time machine, weird yeah. split humanity thing. Yeah, that I, the pilot's composure just, I, I don't know. I, I disagreed with the way he handled that. I was starting to think, is this like the least resolved episode of Twilight Zone out there? Yeah, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. This is one of the few that just really left it hanging. It's almost kind of like the um, um, the couple in the diner with that little machine. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like getting the fortunes uh-huh. from... Uh, Nick of time. Nick of time, exactly. Where you don't know that their story, but it seems like the characters we were with, their story was resolved. This one... <laughs> You're on your own, guys. Go outside, says Rod Serling. You and I know what happened, is what Serling says at the end. Like, these suckers have no idea yeah. what's happening to them. I wonder if they shot a scene where the the military guy looked out the window in boredom and saw the dinosaur. Like, if that was it, something to, that was going to happen originally. Could be. There had to be some Or that would have shut her up. Maybe they just, like, lost a reel of footage that actually wrapped up the episodes. Yeah. Like, All right, let's go with the vague. Who knows? But that's the problem with this episode is I normally like a good ambiguous ending mm-hmm. and this episode does stand out for that. But at the same time, like it is a really, really fun premise. Yeah. And it just, you can't help, but when the episode ends, you want to see more of it. Like just keep jumping back into that stream and let's see how crazy it gets. Mm-hmm. Cause they had the cool footage from like New York in the thirties. Like it wasn't, they had like archival footage from the skies. That yeah. Really cool. And like of the world's fair and it's cool. They actually went out and actually did this cool effect when they showed the New York from the thirties for the first time where they're kind of like having the clouds mm-hmm. fade away. And then yeah. like a big reveal. And it's like, Oh, that's cool that they modified the old archival footage like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I like this episode a lot. Yeah, I did too. I gave it an eight. You gave it an eight. I gave it a seven. Cork. Yeah. I thought you were Mr. Enthusiasm this time, man. I was, but I, not as much as you. Okay. I like dinosaurs a lot. Yeah. What, it it would have been better if there had been a dinosaur head on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> We have to crash into it. Would they have been satisfied with that, do you think? It would be like, oh, close enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, next episode is Mr. Dingle the Strong. <laughs> I'm rubbing my hands together. Oh, boy. All anticipation. Right. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Mr. Dingle the Strong starts out with bookies in a bar teaming up on Mr. Dingle, who's a dweeb, in an argument about whether or not this guy was out or is a foul ball or something in a baseball game, uh, Mr. Dingle just gets the crap beaten out of him. And then in walks an alien, <laughs> an alien figure with two heads. We'll get more into those guys later. They come in. They grant Mr. Dingle mysteriously with superhuman strength. Mr. Dingle tears up the town and becomes a celebrity by showing off his strength. Uh, no one knows about the aliens. Then he's showing off quite a bit on TV, and the aliens are disappointed that he's just using his powers for exhibition, so they take the powers away from him. And then the aliens start to leave, and then in walks in two more aliens. These from Venus instead of Mars. Right. And they grant him with superhuman intelligence. Mm-hmm. And then with that intelligence, he's able to predict baseball games, and so the bookies like him again. Now let's unpack this thing, <laughs> because there is a there, lot. Oh, here, my God. Here, I, go for the it. first time the Martians come in, because you have to... This is one where you need to... If you aren't watching these episodes already, I don't know what's going on and like why yeah. you're listening to this. But this is one, it's, 
It's like this cart thing, and I'm assuming these guys are on their knees, and it's like this giant, like, smooth shell of a torso, and they each have, like, one arm on the side, like, on either side, right? And then their heads, and then they have, like, these big domed heads with, like, a light bulb radar dish. And they've got, like, Spock ears, but on the with top hair. of the Spock ears, it's just hair. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is, like, a parody, even in the 60s, right? Like, there's no yeah. way they took it seriously, like... They had to be going for just the most ridiculous looking aliens. Oh my god! Only to be topped by the other two aliens they're, at the end. They're kids. They're kids that only walk sideways, and have adult voices and have really dumb mustaches. Very dumb mustaches and like black eyes. Kind of yeah. Man, so here's here's my my actual notes from this episode. Watching it, it opens up in the bar, and I'm not a fan of like the current day episodes. Mm-hmm. So I take the note and I say. I already hate it. <laughs> then I wrote down, wait, Don Rickles. <laughs> yep, Don Rickles. This and is... Burgess Meredith. Oh, I missed that. Burgess Meredith was Mr. Dingle. Wait, what else? What other one was he in? Yeah, Burgess Meredith was in it from time enough at last. I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. yeah. yeah I didn't recognize him with those dumb owl glasses. Yeah. Uh, so I said, wait, Don Rickles, this is awesome. And then I took the note, oh my fucking God, this is the best. <laughs> I assume that's yeah. the part where the aliens walked in. That was absolutely one of the most stunning moments in all of the Twilight Zone that we've seen is when that thing got rolled out. It was like, <laughs> it was amazing. It was like, like the invaders just multiplied expon- exponentially. Like yeah. as far as kind of dumb alien designs, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> like I just imagine like grown adults crafting this thing and then guys Sitting there with latex and paint and yeah, oh man, it's really really impressive. It I mean, is. the rest of the episode when the aliens aren't on the screen, it's just that gag of him not knowing how strong he is. Oh, he and breaks like, his actually, al- alarm clock, goes yeah. off, and he like goes to tap it and it crushes. And a really funny effect. Yeah, yeah, him ripping off car doors, that kind of thing. It's a lot of that. Lifting a bench with yeah. the lady on it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. She has this weird laugh and scream like she's a crow. It seems like they did like after they put the scream in afterwards because they're like, oh, yeah, that reaction wasn't really great. Yeah. And then there's a weird moment where a reporter runs up and he's like, hey, you're going to the newspaper. And he's like, hey, incidentally, what's the gag? <laughs> yeah. Incidentally, what's the gag? Yeah, because he just tore a rock in half. <laughs> So he's like, he oh. also tore a uh, phone book in half, and mm-hmm. it looked really good. Yeah. And I have no idea how they did that effect. Yeah. The alarm clock looked really good, too, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I guess that one didn't stand out as much. Yeah. This seems like a really effects-heavy episode, which is seriously unusual for the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Even Don Rickles' expression. Yeah. Just getting his mouth to contort like that. I don't know how they did that. <laughs> did you ever watch that uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Cars Getting Coffee with Comedians thing? That show that's online? Yeah. Did you watch one with Don Rickles? No really good okay. they go to like a uh, a perkins mm-hmm. and they're sitting down and this asian waitress comes up and she goes what can i get for you and he goes a map of china <laughs> what <laughs> stares her down and says that she's like okay wow he's great he's, he's aged super well yeah 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 he's i don't know why mr dingle keeps going to this bar because apparently him getting like laid out flat through no fault of his own is just a pretty common occurrence they're like oh you did that last week two times or you know, yeah the bartender's, the bartender's like ah oh, here we go again but it's not even like hey we're gonna press charges guys yeah. you can't just beat the crap out of this he gets, guy like the first time he gets punched yeah he gets punched and he gets knocked over the bar yeah 
Yeah. And um, I'm surprised that in an episode that has like little kids with like Martians with mustaches, they didn't do like a Tweety Bird sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he got knocked out. And he, no, they don't he, want to push it. They don't want yeah. to push it. And he just kind of does the whole thing where he like moves his jaw from side to side. Yeah. I liked in the end, he goes back to the bar and he's showing off his powers. And then just a camera comes wheeling in yeah. with the host. Did you recognize the host for that TV show? No. He is the same guy that was the worst part of After Hours. The store manager oh, was yeah. like, Oh, yeah, I totally, yeah. Yeah, I totally remember him. Yeah, absolutely. But they just wheel in a camera for this TV show, yeah. kind of like a Ripley's Believe It or Not type thing, mm-hmm. and he just immediately starts rolling, doesn't do any prep, yeah. and then he did, like the main character performs all these amazing stunts, Yeah, and then it he loses his power, and it's like a couple of attempts of him like trying to break a table, and he can't anymore, mm-hmm. and then the host of the show is such a jerk. He's like, oh, boy. I guess we'll air this one, but I think we're off the air for good after this. Like implying <laughs> that the show would get canceled for having some of the most amazing footage of all time of this guy just destroying yeah. everything. Yeah. It was very weird. Very dog eat dog yeah, world man. television back then. What what are these aliens doing? What kind of experiments are these? Just giving people superhuman strength and superhuman intelligence and just sitting back and watching? It's certainly better than turning off the lights and turning them <laughs> back on. It's like, all right. The alien design is much more sophisticated now, too. That's true. Yeah, certainly. They must have really spent a lot of time figuring out, like, oh, yeah, where are they from? Oh, Mars. They're Martians. That's cool. Yeah. Let's go with that. You, got, the, a, you got a map of space. Where else? Okay, China. No, wait. <laughs> to Venus. Venusians. Great. And so the dumb mustache twins at the end, walking sideways, is the <laughs> dumbest detail there. But they make Mr. Dingle 500 times smarter and it's like, how do you even convey that? And so they convey it by him just doing the worst science mumbo jumbo, like oh, oh, quantum mechanics of the Barbara. It's like they made him speak as if he's like three times as smart. Yeah. 500 times as smart, you would just be a god. Yeah. It would just be like holding his head in his hands, staring down, going, oh no. <laughs> I see everything. Eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's a weird joke where the first pair of aliens, hey, <laughs> Talking about like, oh, yeah, we're just moving on. Next, we're going to a planet co- composed entirely of females. Oh. And that was supposed to be like the big enticing thing is they're just going to go and have an orgy on this planet. Yeah, of course, they're going to do really well there. <laughs> squeak, 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 squeak. Rubbing their, their little wheels. Rubbing their <laughs> ear hair on people. <laughs> they're gross guys. Yeah. So, Cork, this episode's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, again, you could cut out the middle half like 50% of the middle of it, and it would still be just as good. I think if you cut those guys rolling onto the scene <laughs> into any episode, it is instantly better by one point. 35 millimeter shrine is just wheeling by in the background. If that had been what was on the screen that was being projected, is just those guys. Yeah. All right. I ended up giving this one an eight. Yeah. I give it an eight as well. There we go. Yeah. I was considering going higher because I yeah. really, really enjoyed seeing Don Rickles with those stupid aliens. Oh. Uh. Oh, well. Uh, next one. Oh, boy. This one's a real stunner. Yeah. Static. Static. <laughs> I would rather have watched Static. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to do a real quick uh, synopsis of this, okay? Go for it. Old guy at a boarding house. B-O-R-E-D. Uh, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. Start over again. Old guy at a boarding house, obsessed with old-timey radio. Won't stop listening to it. As it turns out, he's describing things that haven't been on the air for a long time. People in the boarding house are concerned because he's living in the past. 
uh, including at one point he was with one lady who lives at the boarding house and they were going to get married and then he decided not to. So they all say, you know, this is unhealthy. They give his radio to a junk man. He gets the radio back and then turns it on and then suddenly is transported back in time 20 years earlier when radio was king and that lady was young again and he gets a second chance. My first question is, what is a boarding house? I was so confused. It was, I thought it was like an old folks home at first. But then there were like younger people there. And then there's a professor there. It's like Gilligan's Island. It's like all these people living together. Yeah. What is a boarding house? I think it's just like a huge apartment where people lived and there was like a giant common area. I think that's ultimately what it's like. Okay. But it was like in an older, a building that was like a once a mansion. So it's okay. more of like a homey feel than just like a sterile apartment complex. Gotcha. And it's weird that he's been living in this building for 40 years with mm-hmm. this lady he used to date and just like takes yeah. him that long to realize his feelings like oh wait a second yeah and he's mad at like the tv because the tv you don't have to use your imagination so yeah, he just it? listens to the radio and it's just like that is the biggest like if you're interested in listening to the radio this will turn you off of wanting to listen to the radio it's like there's tommy dorsey and a bunch of terrible songs yeah, and well, there is the comedy routine. You can't forget about that, where it's just Foghorn Leghorn talking about being a politician from Georgia. Like, I say, I say, son, and he's just losing it. Like, he's on yeah. the floor laughing at this horrific comedy <laughs> oh. act on the radio. But I thought it was a bold move to open this episode with just him criti- criticizing advertisers mm-hmm. and criticizing TV in general. It's, yeah. it's a cool move in the 60s to open your TV show, just being like, this thing sucks. It rots your brain. Yeah, yeah. And he's the hero of the entire episode. Yeah. And certainly the villain is that jerk that's just constantly harassing him that he lives with. The guy that's always screaming like, like, oh, it's nonsense. All those people are dead. Yeah, you're nobody. Just the biggest asshole of all time. The biggest asshole because he's like, yeah, by the way, that radio show you just came out of your room said you were excited about listening to, uh, you said it was live and all the people that were involved are dead. Yeah. That makes you an asshole for calling someone out on something is obvious hallucination or fabrication he I had don't know. serious problems yeah so were old radio shows like that always broadcast live like that's the most confusing part of the episode for me he's like oh, i was just listening to this radio and like there's no way they couldn't be playing that live yeah so they couldn't have it recorded back then i don't know so do you think they're going for like he didn't really want to listen to the radio he just wanted to be with this lady the whole time he didn't seem like he wanted to be with her no, at all like no. he barely wanted to be in the same room with her like when she told the story about their relationship, he seemed just annoyed by it. Yeah. Like, and then he gets another shot at it, and you, you I, yeah, I don't understand. And it's what weird they that they got a new there. actress to play her, but, yeah, but then he was the same guy. Yeah. And they put good special effects. They on did him to make him look younger and whatnot. Yeah. He still looked a little bit too old for her and kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, boy, this episode's a real humdinger. It's not good. It ain't great. They, this is one I think that to prove my point from the last episode. They should have wheeled out the Martians. They should have been like, you know what? This is going south. Bring on the Martians. Just doing a, do a youth experiment on them. If they had done that and explained that, how it was happening, it's not the radio that makes them younger. Uh-huh. It's just the Martians made him younger. Perfect. There we go. Uh, I ended up giving this one a four. I, uh, even if the Martians were in there, it would have been, I would have given it a five. So uh-huh. you could do the math. If you're 500 times smarter, it's only a four. Okay. Yeah. Not a good episode not great not great yeah in retrospect i kind of feel bad for uh 22 i feel like i should have rated that one higher really i think it was pretty cool i only gave it a five and it's like the idea that 22 is one point higher than this piece of crap 
You know what we should do? What should we do? During our Franklins for season two. Yeah. I think a good way to, a good category to add would be like episode from season one that has aged the best. Oh. So like we look back on, so okay. we didn't rate that that highly at the time, but okay. in retrospect, it's better than we gave it credit for. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. All right. Let's never forget that. Let's never forget. Yeah. It's in the vault. Cool. Yeah. I I just want to bitch about Static one more time. That <laughs> episode was terrible. Seriously. That's an episode where not only if you want to turn people off on listening to the radio, but the Twilight Zone in general, put that one on. Has time travel in it, man. Yeah, the the worst kind where just a barely younger person walks into a room. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a dinosaur. Let's just put it that way. All right. Well, thanks for listening to our episode. Uh, be sure to tune in next week where we're going to tackle another five. And uh, let us know what you think in the comments. We appreciate what you have to say. We've already learned. Um, we're not going to be doing a lot of impersonations, Ben Hansen. Jeff Cork, I warned you ahead of time that people <laughs> would hate it, and they did. But we've only seen two reviews so far because we're still we're a little bit ahead. So yeah, hopefully you guys have found this thing on iTunes so far. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that'll wrap it up. Thank you again. Twilight Highlight Highlight Zone Cork.